Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Friday, January the 6th, 2023. It is currently 1.43 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Discernment. Discernment. I'm pretty sure you're very familiar with that word, but if you were to take a piece of paper right now and you were to write out your definition of discernment, what would you write down? I I really want you to think about that. In fact, if you can, grab a piece of paper and just write out how you would describe discernment. You may not have the technical definition. You may not have the exact definition memorized, But I think you can understand the concept of discernment to some level. I think everyone has some comprehension of what discernment is and what it isn't. I think think sometimes you call into question people's ability to discern. I think there are times you call into question whether someone actually has discernment or if they're missing it. Maybe sometimes you call into question your own discernment. What is discernment? Well, according to the dictionary, discernment is defined as this. The quality of being able to grasp and comprehend what is obscure, skill in discerning is the rest of the definition. The quality of being able to grasp and comprehend what is obscure. The second definition is the act of perceiving or discerning something. So discernment seems to have this idea of perceiving, of being able to comprehend, of being able to grasp. In other words, if you have good discernment, you can comprehend something, you can perceive something, you can grasp the reality of the situation, you can see what is the truth versus what is a lie. You can discern, you can grasp, you can, you can perceive. That sounds like a very important skill. And I think we would all acknowledge that as Christians, having discernment would be essential because in the Christian, if you look at Christian theology and what the Bible teaches, that the Bible clearly claims there is truth and there is lies, there is deception, there is falsehood, and we must find the truth, grab onto the t- truth, believe the truth, and share the truth. And, and, the, and the Bible also makes it clear that there are those out there who have a false message, that they try to lie, they try to deceive. There is a true gospel, but there is a false gospel. There is truth, but there is lies. And so as a Christian, discernment becomes a very important concept, a very important idea dare I say, and I think it would be, I think it's more accurate to say, a skill. Now, when it comes to discernment, I think this is important. Some Christians have this, and and I think this is fair, and you can tell me if you disagree here. You can tell me if you disagree. Some Christians have this perception. They have this idea. They almost have a theology of discernment that goes something like this. When you become a Christian, you magically are gifted discernment. 
You're just given the ability. You're just given the skill. Now, some may say, no, 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 no. No, discernment is a special gift or a special skill. But even if they say that it's a special gift or skill, Christians, for the most part, I think the majority of the evangelical world believes that Christians do possess just a a, a supernatural ability to discern because Christians will say something like this. Well, if you don't understand the Bible, you don't just pray and God will give you understanding. Well, that's a special that's a that's a a, a special supernatural discernment, right? I'm reading my Bible. I don't understand it. I pray, dun 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 dun, I'm giving understanding. That's supernatural. That's special. That's something unique. That's something you don't have to do anything other than just ask for it. Others will say, well, we have the Holy Spirit and it will lead us and guide us into all truth. Well, I mean, if the Holy Spirit's leading and guiding you into all truth, well, one, why is Christianity so divided? But once again, that would be a special level of discernment that only you possess, right? That you that you can just... You know that you're going to be believing the truth and understand the truth because the Holy Spirit's leading you into all truth. Others will say something like, well, it's the Holy Spirit in us that opens our eyes or enlightens us so that we can understand the scriptures. Well, once again, you're claiming that without, you don't really have to do anything. You just are kind of supernaturally just gifted. You're just given these specific things to help you understand and discern. Now, that's a big claim. That, that's a massive claim. And I think that's how many Christians operate to some level. Now, you may see it played out in somewhat of a different way. They may use different phrases. They may use different words. But it almost comes down to before you become a Christian, you can't understand. Now that you're a Christian, bum, bum, ba, bum, the eyes are open, the lights are on, every understanding is yours, you can discern, and you can know the truth, and you can know the lie, and you can know the difference, and you just have it. But 2,000 years of church history, <laughs> confusion, no agreement on anything, I, I, I am not a fan of that kind of teaching. I would argue discernment is a skill that you and I have to develop. Now, I know that I know there's going to be pushback. There are going to be those who are going to be, no, 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 no. God just gives it. Well, God just gives it. Well, then I, I don't know why I was studying in Bible college or seminary. I mean, I could have just said, Lord, I don't understand this. Boom. Okay. You got it. I, I don't understand this Greek word. Boom. You got, it. I don't understand this past. I, I just, I just pray or get it. And I don't even know why I needed to go to seminary or Bible college, if the Holy Spirit's leading me into all truth, he would just lead me into all truth without Bible college or seminary, right? So like, like sometimes it's, once again, a lot of Christian doublespeak and confusion. Are we given this or not? But I say all of that to try to express to you the importance of under, not only having discernment, but understanding discernment in a deeper and more theological way so that we don't have a wrong understanding of discernment. And that is what we're going to be working on over the next six weeks and our next six-week study here for the Bible study exercise. Today, my job is to introduce you to what we're going to be doing over the next six weeks 
probably a little bit more. We're going to give ourselves a little bit of time. We're probably going to mix in a, uh, a special study that really doesn't have anything to do with discernment. But we're going to approach this maybe very differently. I'm, I, I'm going to try to approach this from a lot of different perspectives, I think. But we will be, the curriculum is going to introduce this, and I'm going to let you see how the curriculum introduces this, because clearly the curriculum has a certain, obviously, thesis, a certain perspective it's going to put forth, and I'm going to take what they're doing, we will look at it, but I'm going to modify it just into a, the greater question of discernment. As a Christian, and you, you kind of threw out, you kind of heard me kind of throw out a little bit, a little bit of my hypotheses that I don't believe Christians were just given some supernatural discernment. I just reject it. I just reject it outright because 2,000 years of church history demonstrates to me that once again, those claims are just fraudulent and not true. Our Christians would agree on something. So we're going to try to figure out what discernment is. Let, let's go to the curriculum. And I'm going to try to show you a little bit of what we're going to be doing over the next six weeks. Now, it's got to open up the curriculum again here. Hopefully, the page did not log out. Okay, good. I'm going to, I'm going to hit download so I don't have to worry about that anymore. Here we go. Now, the, what we're going to be looking at over, over the next six weeks are six lessons. And their ultimate goal... And, and I am, uh, oh, I'm, I'm a little worried about this one, but that's why, that's why I'm going to modify it. I'm going to, this is, this is what the claim is. This is, this is what the, the title of this study is, how to discern the voice of God, how to discern the voice of God. Now, immediately I've got problems. This kind of falls right back into almost a charismatic kind of understanding that God is speaking to us in a sense outside of the scriptures. And then I've got to try to figure out, is that God speaking or is that my own heart? And I, no, I, we, I, I reject that outright. God speaks to us through scripture alone. That, that's, I'm going to be coming at it from that perspective. But this is how the curriculum describes the six-week study. It says, seek God. Okay, now, what do you mean by seek God? And then it says this. God speaks to us in several ways. Already red flag. I reject that. God speaks to me through scripture alone today. In times past, he spoke in many ways, right? Visions, dreams, but he speaks to us today through his word. I'm going to reject that already kind of the the found the fundamental or the foundation from which they're starting. All right, here we go. According to the curriculum, God speaks to us in several ways, primarily through scripture. Now, they say primarily through scripture, I say through scripture alone. The Bible gives us guidance so that when we seek God, we can know it is him who is revealing his will to us. Now, this is this subjective, mystical craziness that is so taken over the minds of so many Christians that, okay, I got to seek God's will and I got to wait for a feeling. I got to wait. Oh, okay. I think it's this. I think, okay, wait, I think it's this. Okay. I think it's this. Okay. Now, now I got to test this and I got to do this. and I got to do this to try to determine is that God's will or my will and I, that stuff. 
That stuff is just insane to me. It's subjective. It's, it's nonsensical. And I think it's dangerous to anyone's Christian life because it leads you to believing something is God's will when it may not be God's will. It may lead you to a great, uh, great experience of disappointment if you heard the Today's Focus broadcast earlier today because you're going to have this expectation, this hope that God told you this that this is God's will, and then it all blows up in a million different ways and everything goes wrong, and you're like, well, wait a minute, I thought it was God's will, because you're trying to discern God's will through some kind of subjective emotion, mystical thing, instead of just opening up your Bible and going, what does the text say? Now, let me use hermeneutical principles to interpret this text and then make sure I'm applying it in a biblical way. So I think the Christian life should be grounded inside the scriptures, not grounded in some subjective pursuit of understanding God's will based off emotions and feelings and some kind of weird just trying to like, well, if it's this, it could be this, it could be. No, open up your Bible and read. Open up your Bible and interpret correctly to discern what God is saying in his word. And then try to figure out, does that apply to me or not? So over the next six weeks, what the curriculum is going to do is going to have us look at one, two, three, four, uh, six. Yeah, I believe it's six different passages of scripture. So today I'm going to give you these six passages of scripture so that you know where we're going. So that you know where we're going and we're going to... uh, and, and you can start reading them now. You can just start making these six, six passages of Scripture a, a part of your daily routine over the next six weeks. You can choose one and just start reading it over and over and over until we're done with that one. And then when we move to the next one. But I would, I would challenge you at least read them all. Read all six, maybe two or three times. And then just go back to the first one and read it over and over and over again. So let me give you the Scriptures. Are you ready? Over the next six weeks... We will be studying these passages of Scripture. Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Second, we'll be studying Acts chapter 2, verses 36 to 41. Acts chapter 2, verses 36 to 41. Number 3. Hebrews 11, verses 1 through 6, and 13 through 16. So we're going to be studying Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 6, Acts chapter 2, verses 36 through 41, Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 6, and verses 13 through 16, Exodus chapter 34, verses 1 through 9, And then John chapter 17, verses 1 through 9. And then Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 14. That's what we're going to be looking at over the next six weeks. But we're going to be looking at these passages of Scripture. We're going to see what the curriculum wants us to do with it. But I'm going to be dismissive of it, and we're just going to be using these passages of Scripture to raise these bigger questions in regards to discernment. And see if these apply. If they don't apply, well, we'll we'll figure. We're just going to see how this all plays itself out. All right, we're gonna we're gonna discern how all this plays itself out. But let's go through these again. I want you to write these down. 
right? Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Acts chapter 2, verses 36 through 41. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 6 and 13 through 16. Exodus chapter 34, verses 1 through 9. John chapter 17, verses 1 through 9. And then Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 14. Now, I want you to read all of them, if you can, in one sitting, just read them all, at least two times, right? And just as you're reading them, just say, do, does any of these passages have anything to do with discernment in any way, shape, or form? Do they? Just try to get familiar with them, then go back and just live in Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Just live in those six verses. Just start living in them, breathing them, living them, thinking about them talking about them. Now, I, you immediately, when I go to Genesis chapter three, I can immediately see how this could be applicable to discernment. I don't, I think we can all immediately go, okay, well, there was, there was some discernment issues going on. I think we can all agree. Yes. I think so. And then we're going to look at those six passages of scripture. All right. I, I think, I think that's a good place to start. I think that's a good place to start. Now, so I want you to read all of those passages of Scripture twice in one sitting. I want you to start living in Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. And again, when you're looking at these Scriptures, start thinking about how they would relate to the topic of discernment. But I really want you, and if you can do this on paper, great. But I mean, I think it's great to write this thing, to write it down in some way, shape, or form. But I would like you just to write out your view of discernment. Really, I just want you to articulate what you think about discernment. Do you think it's just mystically, supernaturally given that you're a Christian and now all of a sudden, boom, you can understand the Holy Spirit's leading in you into all truth. The Holy Spirit's opening your eyes. All the things Christians constantly say that supposedly we, we now have the ability to do. Now, if you believe that, then it's up to you to, to deal with the reality that is so opposed to that claim. Christians make the claim, and I just look at reality. I'm like, give me a break. Nobody agrees on anything. No one understands anything. And again, if the Holy Spirit's just leading us into all truth, I don't know why I've ever had to study for one seminary test, why, why, I, had to do any, why I had to do any work for writing papers or anything. It should have just been like, boom, boom, boom. I know this. I know this. I know this. The Holy Spirit's leading me into all truth. But no. So I, I am very dismissive of, of the Christian claims. So, but, but do you think it's that way? Or do you think discernment is a skill which we develop? Now, if you believe it's a, a skill we develop, how do we develop discernment? Well, now this comes down to, this is very important. Do you believe we develop the skill of discernment so that we can study the word of God? Or do you believe we need the skill of discernment and trying to ascertain God's will in some mystical way? I think, it le I think that leads to that as well. But how do we, do, do, we, do we have to develop the skill? And then how, I guess we could, should say, how do we develop the skill and what do we develop the skill for? I guess I'll add, in a roundabout way, I'm adding a couple of questions there. Do we develop the skill of discernment how do we develop it and what do we develop it for? 
Well, if you believe that you develop the skill of discernment so that you can try to figure out, wait a minute, is this God's will? Is this God's will? Wait, what is God trying to tell me? I'm asking God to, and, and it's some kind of, you're trying to understand, you're trying to use discernment to interpret God's will that's being given to you outside of scripture. I mean, good luck with that. I believe discernment is a skill. I believe we develop it and learning and and I, and I'm just going to be I'm this is just the way I'm going to put forth my my thesis right here. I believe it's a skill we develop. Number 2, I believe discernment is developed by learning Bible study skills and hermeneutical principles. And then we properly use those principles and skills in order to understand the scripture because that's the only way God is talking to us. There you have it. Now, I'm very nervous where the curriculum is going to go. And here's the reason I'm very nervous where the curriculum is going to go. Do you know who this, hang on if I can find it here. Some of you are going to immediately go, you've got to be kidding me. I am not kidding you, all right? Here we go. Let's see if I can find it here. Um, okay, no, that's the wrong, hang on. Let me go to the actual, I got to get back to the curriculum. Okay, I got to get all the way back to the curriculum. I'm looking at a chart outlining everything that we're supposed to be doing this winter. Okay, here we go. All right, so it'll be unit two, session one. Unit two, session one. That's going to be in the curriculum. And and then and, and here we go. It's, guess who, who, guess who wrote the curriculum? Richard Blackaby. Richard Blackaby. Oh, does that ring a bell? Richard Blackaby, does that ring a bell? Richard Blackaby is the co-author of the popular study, Experiencing God, which I believe is absolutely heretical and insane, okay? So the fact that the curriculum was written by Richard Blackaby has red flags, but I'm going to, see, I'm going to take this possible messed up curriculum and we're going to use it for our own discernment. We're, we're going to use something that I think is going to call for an understanding of discernment that I reject. And I think it's going to come down to, is discernment something supernaturally given to you so that you can understand somehow God speaking to you outside of scripture? Or is discernment a skill you develop by learning Bible study skills and hermeneutics and you utilize that skill so you can interpret the only way God speaks to you, which is scripture? Do you see those radically two different approaches? What Approach number one, discernment is something supernaturally given to you so you can use it to interpret how God is speaking to you outside of scripture versus view number two, discernment is a skill you develop and you develop that skill in learning Bible study skills using those Bible study skills, learning hermeneutical principles, and you take those skills and those principles and you open up your Bible and you read and study the Bible because the only way God is speaking to you is through the pages of God's word. That Those are two different views, but let me make it very clear. They lead to two very different Christianities. 
And most people are operating over here in a Christianity that's subjective, experiential, and and I believe it's I believe it's problematic in every way said before, but it's subjective and ex- experiential. Where their other kind of Christianity is objective. It's objective. It, there's objective truth. It's not subjective. It's the word of God. It's objective. And it's not experiential. It's based off actual study. It's based off the actual text. So I think of it this way. I believe one form of Christianity is subjective and experiential. And I think the other one is objective and textual. It deals with the text. It's textual. It deals with the text of God's word. I think that's a good way of describing it. I think I think that's a good way of describing it. Maybe you can think of a better way. But I think that's the best way of, of explaining it. Yeah, textual. I think, that's a, I think that's a good word. So there's a form of Christianity out there that's subjective and experiential. And there's another form of Christianity that's objective and textual. It, and if you look up the word textual, it's relating to a text. Our Christianity should be objective, not subjective, and it should be textual, not experiential. It relates to the text right here. It's not about feelings. It's not about emotions. It's not about some, well, I feel God. Forget all of that nonsense. So either you believe in a discernment that's supernaturally given that you use to try to understand what God is saying outside of his word, and that becomes very experiential. Or you believe discernment is a skill which you develop through learning Bible study methods that you use and hermeneutical principles which you utilize to interpret the only way God speaks to you, which is the text of Scripture. Therefore, that Christianity is objective and textual. I, I think we're on to something here. I think we're on to something. Now, how do these texts of scriptures that we're going to be looking at over the next six weeks, how are they going to fit into all of this? There's a little bit of mystery there, and I don't know. But I know that if the, if the curriculum is going to give us these six passages of scripture, then we're going to look at them. And and we'll see if if, if we're not going to force it. In other words, we're going to look at the text of scripture and we're going to be like, well, look at what the curriculum does with it. But if it, if it doesn't really have anything to do with discernment, that's okay. We'll still study the text of Scripture because here's the thing. Listen to me. If the curriculum uses the text of Scripture and they're off here in, I don't know, la-la land doing who knows what with it, we will pull the Scripture back. We will study the Scripture to understand exactly what we can learn from it. And in so doing, we will utilize Bible study methods. We will use hermeneutical principles. Therefore, we will be utilizing that which develops discernment, even if the text doesn't really give us anything. In other words, we're not going to make the text say, this is about discernment. The curriculum may try that. What we will do is in the process of studying the text, you'll be learning the skills to better develop your discernment so that you can have an objective Christianity that's textual, not a subjective Christianity that is experiential. So in some ways, it may feel like, well, wait a minute, I thought this six weeks is about discernment. It is, but it may not be about discernment where I'm just turning on the microphone going, today we're going to talk about this in regards to discernment. It may be, hey, this is the text of scripture, let's study it, 
And in so doing, you're learning the skill of discernment. But we will see how this approaches. It should be a fun six weeks. I hope that it is. So what do I want you to do for your homework? I want you to read those six passages of Scripture, and I want you to read them twice in one sitting. I want you to ask yourself, does these things have anything to do with discernment? Then I want you to go back to the first one, which is Genesis chapter 3. And I want you to just read it over and over and over. Live it, live it, live it. And then I want you to take a piece of paper and I want you to write out, where do you, where do you fit in? And, and, and when it comes to the world of discernment, do you believe it's something supernaturally given, right? So that you can in, try to interpret God speaking to you outside of scripture in a very subjective experiential way. Or do you believe, and I, I want you just to articulate your own thinking on this, do you believe discernment is a skill which you develop through learning Bible study methods and hermeneutical principles, and that you apply them not to interpret something just outside of Scripture, but you use to interpret Scripture? And that's how we will get started. Now, I don't know when we'll start looking at Genesis 3. But we will sometime soon. I'm going to give you, some of you are still trying to finish up your work on fear. Hopefully some of you have spent a lot of time this week in Zephaniah because, wow, that was crazy. Um, but hopefully you, you, you've, you've done your thematic method. You've worked on your questions. But we're going to start wrapping that up. Now, we're, we have a little bit of leeway. We still have a week to mess with, right? We have a week. So what we'll do is we'll probably... We may throw in, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start slowly but surely moving towards more discussion about discernment. Maybe we'll throw in a little bit of discussion here or there, and then we'll go, we'll, we'll slowly ease into Genesis chapter three. So I know you're like, well, wait a minute. It's all going to get all just, you've got time. Just stay calm. Keep working on on your study of fear. There's going to be, I just like, I like getting the introduction out early so where people know where we're going. This is just saying, hey, look out there. That's where we're headed. So don't, don't panic. Just keep working on fear, but get ready to start the transition. And the early part of the transition, I'll do some more specific teaching on discernment. Then we'll get, jump, and we'll follow the curriculum. Now, if you're brand new to the Bible study exercise and you want the, the, the curriculum, just email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Simply say you want the curriculum. I send you a link. You sign up. You email me back saying, hey, I'm in. Here's the name that I signed up with. And then I go and assign you all the curriculum. It is free for everyone. We pay for it. Right? We pay about $50 a month to give people access to this. Now, if you ever want to help us, we, we are greatly appreciative of those who help us. But it is free. we were going to keep it free for as many people as we humanly possibly can. And the curriculum is to supplement. Sometimes the curriculum is there to literally offer a completely different perspective, which means in our Bible study, you're given two perspectives, which I think is more challenging and more encompassing so you get an idea of the different perspectives out there. And I, ho- I, hope, I, I hope more beneficial. All right, now, I always hate these introductions. Because when I get to the end of the introduction, I'm like, oh, oh, 
No, I want I, I want to go immediately to Genesis three because I think Genesis three we I think we can have some fun with discernment in Genesis three, don't you? I think we can. I think we can. I think we can. That that Acts two passage is the one that's throwing me a little off. The John seventeen. Yeah, yeah, the, I know where John 17 is going. John 17 is going to be problematic. Okay, so, but we'll have fun. We're going to have fun. We're going to have fun. We always make it fun. Colossians 3 should be, I'm just looking at those passages of scripture. Either way, it should be fun. It should be interesting. Though, you know, this is the one thing I love about our Bible study exercises. There's always twists and turns, right? We always think, oh, we're going to, whoa. And, and something, there's always like that surprise twist. It's like a plot twist. And sometimes we end up where we probably didn't think we were going to go, but I think it's beneficial. And remember, you so much drive the direction. It's those emails or people saying, hey, what about this or what? And sometimes I'm like, okay, we're, we're just going to follow that direction. That, that, that's important. So, but I think discernment is important. I think, I, I, and I believe the biggest problem with discernment is this misunderstanding of it. That it's somehow supernaturally given. Versus a skill that we develop. And I think many people believe discernment is used in order to try to interpret this weird, like God speaking to you outside of scripture, which leads to a subjective and experiential Christianity. Versus discernment is a skill you learn so that you can, and then you learn it by learning Bible study methods and hermeneutical principles. And you use that, those skills and you use those principles to actually study the word of God, which is the only way God speaks to you. And that leads to an objective and textual form of Christianity. Two kinds of Christianity exist. Talk to your Christian friends. You'll know immediately they're in the subjective experiential kind and I'm over here in the objective textual kind. And you'll realize that you're not even speaking the same language anymore. Like you'll feel like, wait, who are these people? And they're looking at you like, who are they? Because you've now, you've entered into two different worlds of Christianity that are not the same. All right, email me your thoughts. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's news. IF at yahoo.com. We will begin this six-week study soon. Um, you've got a couple of days to finish up your study on fear. I still would like to hear some more thoughts on Zephaniah, um, but I'm going to let that all kind of play itself out, and then we'll be ready. When you, If you have been participating in the fear study, let me know where you are in your thematic method. Let me know. I need a little bit more time. I can hold off. I can give you another week. Now, when I say I'll give you another week, in other words, I won't drop any major assignments on you other than the ones I just gave right here in the introduction. But what I will do is start throwing in a little bit of teaching on discernment to get us kind of start getting us ready. So I can kind of I can kind of tread some water and take a little bit of time. So if you haven't finished up on fear, let me let me know where you are and then we will work together so that we can transition and all be ready to go. All right, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. All right, that concludes this introduction to the next six weeks where we're going to be looking at the subject of discernment. Thank you for listening. God bless.